Hello, my friends. My name is Madge, and welcome to season two of the Madgecast. Season one was basically me being in my feelings about the political situation in the U.S. and trying to make some sense of it. But you know what? I'm sick of talking about the disgusting man baby in the White House and all of his vile minions and all the horrible shit that they're trying to do. That's not to say that I'm done fighting, just that I don't have a lot more to say about it. So uh, I'm drawing a line under it and moving on to season two now, which is going to be um, me reading my book, Be Less Crazy About Your Body, and talking about it five years after I wrote it. Now, I decided to write this book in the first place because at the time I was running a custom dressmaking company called Wear the Shift, and I was really astounded at how many emails I got in which women talked really horribly about their bodies. Um, I would get emails like, hey, can you make me a shift to cover my cankles or can you add sleeves to cover my gross bingo wings or my knees are really fat. Can you make my shift a little longer? And I mean, I'm pretty fat myself, right? I almost always have been, but it has been a long time since I talked about my body like that. It's been a long time since I allowed myself to hate on myself. And what happened was that Many years ago, I realized that the patriarchy wants me to hate my body. And fuck that. Just because the patriarchy wants me to do it is reason enough for me to not do it. It's reason enough for me to categorically refuse to think about myself that way. So I found some techniques that help me stick with that attitude. Techniques that help me shut down uh, terrible thought patterns that I would have about myself that helped me refuse to bond with other women by hating on our bodies, like, you know, get out of that thing that we do so often where like, oh, um, your butt is so cute. My butt looks like uh, a big flat pancake. No, 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 your butt's fine. I mean, what about my thighs? No, I'm not doing that. And I found ways to shut that down when it started to happen. Um, basically what I was after was, uh, a way of thinking about my body that was friendly, that helped me take good care of it, um, rather than demanding things from it, rather than demanding that it starve or that it, uh, work out until it couldn't take it anymore so that I could fit some idea of what everyone else thought I should look like. No. So I got somewhere with that, right? I was able to transform the way that I think about my body. And I wanted to pass that on to other women. So that's why I wrote this book. Uh, And it was a lark, right? I I wrote it just to see what would happen. And I finished it in the matter of a couple of weeks. And what happened is that it changed my life. Not because it sold a million copies. It sold about a thousand copies, But it reminded me that I'm a writer and that I have important things to say and that by sharing my thoughts, I can really be of use to people. So with that, let's hear the first chapter. It is called Be Less Crazy About Your Body for the Children. Here we go. Do you ever feel crazy about your body? 
Like sometimes you can't think a clear thought about it. Like deep down, you might be an irredeemable freak and it's only a matter of time till everyone finds out. If you are anything like every woman I know, the answer is yes. A quiet, I can't even believe I am admitting this, yes. The reason we don't like to admit it is that in our minds, we are kick-ass 21st century feminists who have evolved past all of that superficial Betty Draper bullshit. We know that our value comes not from what we look like, but from the fact that we are capable, intelligent, and unique human beings. We liberated women of the modern world are brand new creatures in the stream of history with powers and options that our mid-century moms and grandmas couldn't even dream of. And all of that is true. Hooray! But we also need to remember that Betty Draper was the ideal woman only 50 years ago. One or maybe two generations. Subtract out showers and sleeping, and that was practically last week. Our freedoms have flowered in a breathtakingly short amount of time. Meanwhile, the culture that tells women our primary value is in our physical bodies is older than dirt, centuries and centuries old. So it's not like it just went poof as soon as we got the pill. It's all still in us. It just went underground. And its best protection lies in the fact that we don't want to cop to it. We don't want to think that way anymore but we still kind of do. How do I know this? I use my eyes to look around and I see children with descriptors like hot and juicy emblazoned on their butts. Young women taking part in a sad, unfulfilling hookup culture even when they don't seem to be having any fun. More and more completely fine-looking people opting to cut into their flesh in a mad grasp at perfection that generally falls grotesquely short. All of this is fueled by a strange mixture of narcissism and self-hatred, forged by a media culture whose inherent message is, you are what you look like. Before we even know what's going on, we learn to disembody our perspectives. We start looking at ourselves from the outside in. We begin to evaluate ourselves based on how we think others will respond. I remember being seven or eight years old and wondering why no one had tried to molest me yet. Was it because I was fat? My tiny brain toiled to figure it out. I didn't even know what molesting was, but I already knew that my body was supposed to elicit some kind of reaction in other people. That's what it was for. And if that didn't happen, there must be something wrong with it. And me. Some variation of this happens to all of us. As soon as we're cognitively able, we start learning the rules of what we are supposed to be, which are incidentally impossible for any one human body to follow. As Tina Fey so hilariously slash depressingly put it in Bossy Pants, now every girl is expected to have Caucasian blue eyes, full Spanish lips, a classic button nose, hairless Asian skin with a California tan, a Jamaican dancehall ass, long Swedish legs, small Japanese feet, the abs of a lesbian gym owner, the hips of a nine-year-old boy, the arms of Michelle Obama, and doll tits. Blurg. To me, the saddest part of all of this is the way we get used to looking at ourselves, uh, the way we get used to looking at people, including ourselves, not as human beings with intrinsic agency and value, but as walking lists of attributes to be leveraged or de-emphasized. 
We even learn to bond with each other through poor body image. Uh, my belly is so gross. Whatever, at least you don't have these bingo wings. Girls, girls, don't fight. You're both revolting. Of course, none of this is rational or evolved. Obviously, it is just plain crazy. And we feel like we should be beyond this already, so it's shameful too, which means that black humor is the closest we get to talking about it. We don't want to be like this, and we certainly don't want to pass it on to our kids, and yet we do. Why? It's because we've been infiltrated. The patriarchy is coming from inside our heads. For instance, one afternoon, not too long ago, I was hanging out with my friend and her super adorable, totally nomable, sweet little baby, who was maybe six weeks old. We got a little wistful, as ladies sometimes will when small babies are present, and my friend began to share her hopes for the little one's future. Happiness, fulfillment, the chance to figure out what she wants and the courage to go get it, all good stuff. And then, I know one thing for sure, I am never going to let her get fat. And oh my heart, how it shattered, not only for the wee one, but also for her mom and for all of us. Because sweet, merciful Jesus, this world has made us all so effing crazy. And it's not like my friend is dumb or vapid or living in the past. She's smart and awesome. And yet this pernicious craziness persists. Her baby was six weeks old and already it was revving up. Poor all of us. We've been soaking in it forever. This particular moment is frozen in my mind because I realized I was witnessing with my own eyes in real time the very mechanism by which our insanity is passed on to the next generation. Pure osmosis. Our own craziness leaks into their little souls day by day, moment by moment, comment by unintentionally awful comment. As sure as the sun rises every morning, whatever lives inside our brains will take up residence in theirs, just like our parents' craziness lives on in us. And let me say right now that I don't blame our parents for this. Also, I don't blame us for being crazy, and I don't blame hot air for rising while cold air descends. This is just how things work. It's science. Whatever we are, that's what will flow out of us. That's what, we'll, we'll, that's what we will create which means the only way to have a less crazy world is to be less crazy. Isn't it terrifying to realize that? And once you regain the ability to breathe, isn't it also super empowering? Because it means that we have the power to eradicate body, body insanity in our species forevermore. All we have to do is become more sane. Haha, <laughs> so easy, right? Done. Okay, no. There is a bit more to it, and that is what we're going to talk about in this book. Recognizing the crazy bee in your head and understanding that what she says is not gospel. Standing a little stronger on your feet so that the winds of nastiness don't blow you around so much. Training your eyes on a prize more meaningful than mere societally sanctioned hotness. Because seriously, how much more of our precious lives are we going to waste being upset about made-up shit like cankles? Are you as tired of it as I am? Don't we have vastly more important things to worry about? 
Imagine the immense energy and power that would be released in the world if we all stopped pouring our juice down the body image black hole. Cancer, hunger, climate change, the economy, all of them would be sorted by the end of the day. Joking, sure, yes, but also not. We have more pressing concerns, my loves. It is time to get over it not just for ourselves, but for all the wee nippers coming up, trying to learn to stand on their own two feet in a wobbly world. Let me ask you this. 40 years from now, when you and I are rad old ladies cruising around the solar system in extravagant glowy caftans, do you want to hear girls asking, does this jetpack make me look fat? I swear to Mars, I will fucking lose it. I will flip over a table and terrify everyone with my freakish oldster strength. Hold me back. Enough is enough. I want better for the girls of the future. I want them to live in the clear light of glorious, radiant sanity. To be free to do what they want, unencumbered by the craziness of the past. To experience their bodies as nothing more or less than what they truly are mind-blowingly cool vehicles for creating and drinking up awesomeness in this world. In fact, I want all of that for all of us right now. Limitless possibility made possible by our amazing bodies for us and for all forthcoming babies. Do you want that too? Really? I am so glad because I believe we can work together to get it. The sanity begins today. Yes, I always feel fired up at the end of that chapter, and I feel more fired up than ever now in this age of extra horribleness in the United States, because I truly believe that what needs to happen now is each of us needs to disembed ourselves from what we were taught, from hating our bodies, to feeling incomplete without love, to feeling like white men hold the most authoritative and objective perspectives in our culture and everyone else should listen to them. All of that is such fucking bullshit. We have been taught so much bullshit about what human beings are and what we're worth. And to me, this nonsense in particular, the stuff that we've been taught about our bodies as women, if we can dismantle that, um, then we can dismantle the patriarchy, right? If we can dismantle the patriarchy that lives in our heads, that's the first step towards dismantling it everywhere. And I honestly believe this is more important now than it has ever been for each of us women to set aside what we've been taught about who we are and what makes us valuable, for each of us to realize and claim our space and power in this world. So um, thanks for listening, my friends. I will be back next week with the next chapter in which I will share my account of how I became a 200-pound beauty queen, sort of. Until then, please feel free to email me at belesscrazy at gmail.com if you have any questions or some feedback for me. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take some time off the internet if you can, and stay strong.